This is Biscuits Buttered, a podcast by none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, if you haven't been uh, listening to the show, uh, I'm a gender fluid trans woman, and I like to talk about my life here in Shithole, Alabama. Um, I live in the back of my parents' home, uh, and I like to bitch and whine every week into the microphone about my life. Because, you know, when you work, you have lots of experiences, most of them bad. And that's how my life is. I, all I do is work. I go into work, I, you know, and I do all this shit. And uh, that's what the podcast is about. I want to talk about anything that's important to me, anything that happens in my life, anything that happens uh, in the world and the news. Uh, I want to tell you about all the things that I actually get to go do when I'm not at work. Um, if you want to email us at the podcast, it's biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. Please email me. Let me know whatever you want to let me know. If you want to send me uh, photos of two girls, one cup, whatever, you know, it's just whatever you want to do. If you want to prank me, if you want to Rick roll me, just send me whatever you want to send me. Okay. Because I want to make human contact. See, I've been doing this podcast for a little while. I want to make human contact with another person. Okay. This is going to be much like making contact with uh, uh, an alien civilization. It's going to be that big a deal. Because I feel like I'm ranting into the microphone and I want to hear from you. So, biscuits buttered at proton.me. And as you know, I'm Victoria Vandenberg. I'm a beautiful woman, big head of blonde hair, uh, long eyelashes, long nails. I got the high heels, I got the short skirt, uh, and none other than a Virginia Slim 100 hanging out of my mouth in my 1993 Mitsubishi Montero. And it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice Montero. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you know, when I go, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm friends with Katie Britt, the uh, future Senator of Alabama. And uh, we live in a trailer park together. In Leeton, Alabama, and uh, when we're not, when we're not out at the club, and when we're not uh, having forced abortions, we like to um, we like to ride the strip. Remember this back in the day, your small town Alabama, there would be strips, you know, and you'd go take your go take your car down to down to the strip and you'd roll down the windows, you'd play your favorite tunes and, you know, you'd go meet somebody and, you know, you'd go out and suck somebody off in the back alley parking lot somewhere. And that's what me and Katie Britt like to do, just in case you didn't know. But she has endorsed the show. I just want everybody to know that, that uh, when she's not got her mouth full, she will endorse the show. And um, I just wanted to have a shout out and thanks to her. Um, all right, so we, we have some corrections. I think last week I was talking about a movie, and I meant to say Relic. But let me check real quick 
to make sure that I'm telling you right. Because I was talking shit about David Bruckner. Because he did the new Hellraiser movie. And I told you that he had a very good movie called something, but I think I told you wrong. The actual name... Okay, so I told you the name of the movie was Relic. The name of the movie is actual, actually The Ritual. And it's about a bunch of blokes from foggy London town that go to Sweden because their friend was like killed and he wanted to go on this hiking trip, so they went on the hiking trip. Guess what? Wendingo! And the Wendingo... Um, likes to eat people. And that's the whole movie right there. It is really good. It's kind of like a slow burn type of thing. You should uh, definitely go see that. Um, so I went to Huntsville, Alabama uh, the other day. And if you don't know Huntsville, Alabama, it's Alabama's premier city. Okay. Um, used to uh huntsville was you know i'm mean, talking this is just like 10 years ago huntsville was like a little shithole where there was nothing to do uh it was just boring it was just a strip mall that's all it was and it still sort of is a strip mall but anyway it's gotten nice it's gotten nice there's been all this government spending in huntsville and there's all these government jobs i, I think they have like the space command there now and all these Fuckers from all over the country are moving there and they're having a housing crisis. And just to buy a shack, it's like a ton of money there now. And uh, well, anyway, they're building a lot of nice shit. Every time you get on Memorial or University, they're building nice shit. So they're building this mid-city. They built Orion Amphitheater. Um, they're just building all kinds of really crazy shit. And Orion Amphitheater looks like a fucking... Um, Looks like the Coliseum or something from Rome, but we'll talk about that later. So I was in Huntsville to go see Doug Stanhope at Stand Up Live. Um, and I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so I had listened to his podcast previously. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. But I'm telling you, this fucking guy delivers. This fucking guy showed up. He didn't have any opening act. And he just shows up and rants for like two hours into the microphone. And, you know, um, it was just amazing. I was really impressed by his uh, acumen, his comedy acumen, whatever you would call it. Um, he literally did like 20, 30 minutes of 9-11 jokes. That's how you know you're a good comedian <laughs> if you do 20 to 30 minutes of 9-11 jokes, uh, which I loved because, you know, a lot of people, I, that's the thing I like about comedy is you can say things that you wouldn't normally be able to say uh, and make people laugh when you say it. Um, so I do want to shout out at Stand Up Live. I had a terrible waitress, okay? I hate to be a Karen, but I'm going to be a Karen uh, my waitress kind of ignored our table a lot and it really sucked uh, because when I go to a stand-up show, I really, really like to be smashed. I really like to get as drunk as possible. That way I laugh as much as possible. <laughs> that That's my, um, 
that's definitely my plan every time I go to a comedy club is I want to be liquored up. Okay, so uh, I think this was one of the best shows I've seen there. Uh, Dave Attell, I don't know if anybody can beat Dave Attell. Dave Attell, I couldn't even breathe during Dave Attell, but this was definitely up there with Dave Attell. It was so good. It was just a great experience altogether. Um, One thing that I do want to give Doug Stanhope props for, cheap merch. I love, I'm, I'm a consumer. Okay. And he had like $10 signed autographed posters, $20 shirts, you know, all kinds of cool merch had a really cool, you know, lady there looked very similar to me. She looked very similar to me, just a beautiful blonde woman, uh, handing out the merch. And, um, I, it was a good experience. It was a really good experience. It, um, really uh, reinvigorated my love for Doug Stanhope. And I definitely will be going um, back to see him if he ever comes back. Uh, I I don't know what happened this night. Uh, There was a a guy that I thought was the opening act. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on people too much here. Uh, His name was Hand that opened up uh, the first of the show, but he didn't stay. I don't know what, what happened with that. He didn't stay on the stage, but for like maybe half a minute. And like he told one joke and I'm like, I want to hear more jokes. He had a funny joke and I want to hear more jokes. And um, how do you get the last name hand? You know, like you go back, you go back to like medieval Europe or whenever they fucking came up with the last names. And, you know, most people's last names are like, you know, like there's, there's na- like you're named after your craft and your skill, you know. So some, you know, like there's a lady in Florence named Tammy Irons because somebody back in the day was an iron worker. Good, strong name. And then you have like uh, I, I knew of another name where they were named after being glove makers. Or then you have people that are named after uh, gaming, you know, stuff like that, like Gamecock, whatever, whatever name it is. But how do you get the last name Hand? Somebody um, a long time ago in medieval Europe pointed at this guy's ancestor, pointed at him and said, you got a hand that's your name. You, you, not even, not even two. You got a hand, and that's your fucking name from now on. So I feel sorry for this guy's ancient fucking ancestor that just had one hand to get that name hand. But I don't know. I don't know what happened with this guy. I didn't want to say his full name because I don't. I don't really like to call people out. But um, he used to be like a local stand-up comedian. I don't know why he didn't do a full set. I would have liked to have heard it. He seemed like he would uh, be pretty funny. Um, Same kind of professional. I don't know. I'd like to hear more. But uh, yeah, um, uh, they had lots of great merch. They handed out like free stickers. I got like a a Bisbee Termite sticker, um, which is really cool. I put it on my car. Um, 
and uh, he has a compound. Doug Stanhope has a compound in fucking um, like Arizona somewhere, or in Bisbee, Arizona. Now, I went to Arizona a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, you always hear about Arizona. People talk about it like it's like the shithole state, like it's just this horrible state. I did not have that experience there. <laughs> in fact, I found it to be far nicer than where I currently live. Um, because even the small towns, even like the shithole small towns in Arizona, like are kept up really nice. Like I went out to Wickenburg. There's not hardly anybody living there, but the streets are just perfectly kept. There's no trash anywhere. The old buildings are all fixed up. And that's pretty much how Arizona is. Everywhere you go, it's just these cool little towns, these cool, distinct little towns. I think it's like 120 degrees in Wickenburg that day. And then we went up into Prescott, and it, you know, once we got up into Prescott, it was like down in the uh, in the low 90s, <laughs> which felt like a relief compared to what we were dealing with. And you know, all the cool little towns um, uh, like Sedona and uh, you know, but but here, uh, Tombstone places like that. We never got down to Bisbee, and I regret it because I looked it up. And it's just a cool little fucking town. And that's where he lives. And he has a fucking compound where I assume he uh, does drugs with um, Burt Kreischer and Joe Rogan and all these uh, excellent human beings um, and just parties. So next time I go to Arizona, I'm definitely driving down to Bisbee to check that out. Um, Doug Stanhope also had like some kind of Rick Sanchez character hanging around the venue who was responsible for, I, I don't know, like licking his asshole. I, I don't, I need, I need one of these people. But anyway, the guy looked like Rick Sanchez. He was running around. He had green hair. He was fucking, uh, you know, having to supplicate himself before the master and hand him drinks. And I'm like, this is, that's the type of life I want. I want to uh, be able to just have a person who just worships me and just provides me everything I need like a God. And that's pretty much what that guy was doing that whole night. So I don't know his name, um, but uh, seems like a good gig. <laughs> All you do is make drinks for Doug Stanhope. Well, anyway, so we went to uh, Huntsville um, we went to, uh, Dave and Buster's, uh, before the venue and, um, Dave and Buster's. Okay. I was always told Dave and Buster's was for adults was for you to go have a beer, play video games, literally me and Burt's Chili and Burt's Chili is a real person, by the way. I know I talk about him a lot and y'all never get to hear from him. He's a real person. I'm eventually going to get him on the podcast. So we go to Dave and Buster's, and it's like all kids. I'm sitting there like, I'm trying to drink a beer and have fun, and it's like fucking 10-year-olds running around, like yelling and screaming and, you know, doing stupid shit. And I'm like, this is this is supposed to be for us. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be for 21 and up. But apparently, it's just a Chuck E. Cheese now. like that. So if you go in there, just expect... Um, 
people to uh, for little kids to be running around. And I went in there, you know me, I'm I'm not a big gamer, okay? I'm not a big gamer anymore. And fucking Burt's Chili goes in there, and I forget what you call this game, but they do have it at Chuck E. Cheese where you roll the ball and there's the rings that you have to fucking get the ball to go in to build the points. This motherfucker played that game for two hours. I'm like, dude, I'm already bored of these games. I can spend an hour. That's about it. Have a couple of bears. But I can't spend that long. <laughs> so I went and uh, after watching him play this game for two hours, I'm like, I, I got I to go. <laughs> so I started walking around Mid-City, the new development in Huntsville. And, you know, they, they've got it set up pretty good. There's some kind of salt restaurant that came in. There's the REI Co-op, which I don't understand REI Co-ops. Um, it's like you, you're outdoorsy, but you want to spend a lot of money to be outdoorsy. What? Why? It, it's free to hike, people. It's free to go outdoors. That's the great thing about the fucking outdoors. And I love to get outdoors. And I love to hike. I love to garden. I love to just do things outdoors. But why are you going out and buying all this gear? Like, I need these special boots. I need this special rope. I need the carabiners and all this stupid shit to go out into the world and walk around in the woods. You know, you don't need it. You don't need to spend a bunch of money to go out in the woods. And it's really weird because people will spend all this money to look outdoorsy. They want to look outdoorsy. So they'll go into the REI co-op. They'll spend like $300 on a pair of boots. They'll only get war to the office. <laughs> They'll get war to some government building uh, here in Huntsville because everyone's a government worker, apparently. And um, so anyway, uh, Mid-City, I think it's a cool place in development. There's a lot of cool, you know, they got the Top Golf over there. It's not quite done yet. They're building some condos or something. Um, there was a place where you could paint like ceramics. Uh, which I, I thought that was kind of neat. I, w I probably wouldn't mind doing that, going in there and doing that one day. I forget the name of what it was called. Uh, so, you know, I'm walking around, and they, they had Orion Amphitheater. I have not seen a concert um, there yet, but they had it open. And uh, Stevie Nicks is actually going to be there on Halloween night. I'm not going to see her that night. I wish I could. Uh, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies, tell me lies, because that's the way her voice sounds now. <laughs> her voice sounds like shit now. Well, anyway, so we went inside Orion, and they have all this like cool art that they've built, art installations around the, um, around the fucking uh, venue. Like, there's this big African woman, then there's this other guy. And uh, it actually kind of looks a little racist. So I, I hope an African-American made it because um, the statue looked a little uh, minstrel showy. <laughs> it looked like a minstrel show to me. Well, anyway, that's just my opinion. Probably going to have to apologize for that statement. But I hope an African-American made that statue. Uh, well, anyway... It was a cool statue, though. I will give it that. I took uh, some selfies in front of it, and uh, it's just a really cool place to go. They have, like, murals on the wall, like, trippy-like murals and stuff like that that you can take pictures in front of. And 
Uh, I like how they got it set up so you can just walk around and do all kinds of different shit in Mid-City and at Orion. And we actually got to walk down into it. And I wanted to hop up on the stage, but the stage is up kind of high. You know, it's probably six feet, you know, and I'm like, I'm too much of a fat ass to hop up on the stage because I wanted to sit on the stage where Stevie Nicks would be because I look very similar to Stevie Nicks, uh, except a little, a little plumper. And I got the curves and I bring the boys to the yard. All right. So we went to Orion. If you ever get the chance, just go in there and look around. It's nice. It is nice. So I got to shit on somebody. Got to shit on a local restaurant. You know we're going to talk about food on this podcast. Poppy and Parliament. Okay, I got really excited about this place when I heard about it. It is a British pub. And we went in there and the, the, the fucking outdoor, like it has this outdoor seating area that's really fucking cool. Then you walk in. And it's like a real British... I mean, you feel like you're in foggy London town. I mean, it's really fucking nice. Um, it was a bad experience when I went in there. Had some... Well, first off, atmosphere-wise. Atmosphere-wise, this place is a fucking 10 or 11. Okay? They had great music playing. Um, like They had like math rock playing, all kinds of stuff you know that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, so we went in here. I ordered the... Um, bangers and mash and my friend ordered the fish and chips and it was bland well first off they brought me out a dirty spoon that really fucked with me i was like why did you not see that this is a dirty spoon before you brought it to me well anyway i'm a bit of a karen i guess so they bring us out our food fish and chips the fries were good but the fish was extremely bland, British food. And I'm going to go on a rant about British food here in a minute. That They need Dave Ramsey. I don't know why people listen to nobody. You can't trust Dave Ramsey. Well, anyway, so then I had the bangers and mash. And the potatoes were great. But they brought out these sausages, and uh, they were very bland. You know, it tasted like hamburger meat and a sausage. And, uh, I mean, no seasoning, nothing. <laughs> Oh, and another thing, they had tea. They'd bring out unsweet tea, and then they would give you this liquid sweetener stuff, and I could not get my tea sweet. I'm a Southerner. I need sweet tea. For Christ's sakes, I need fucking sweet tea. How hard is it? Just, like, look, you need to have Splenda and Sweet and Low and sugar on the table. You need to have salt and pepper and season and you know seasoning for your food so you can season it to your tastes. Because British food is just, it's boring. And I got to thinking, I was like, if you made this bangers and mash, and you, instead of using their sausages, put like King Cotton Cajun sausages on it, and then seasoned it with some Tony Sacherets, it would be fucking, mm. it would be, mm. that's how good it would be. But they didn't do that. They left it bland because British people, while I like their culture, they're very nice people. They have cool shit. They like to drink a lot. I respect that. Their food's bad. And here's why. Here's why. I'm going to take a sip out of my cup here. All right. 
I don't know if you know this, but the British Isles, it's a rock island, okay? And they don't eat for flavor. They don't eat for fun. They eat just to keep their miserable fucking lives going. So this is all rock island food, okay? And nothing good ever comes from a rock island. And this is why I don't understand why they ask Gordon Ramsay's opinion. Because he's from a rock island. He doesn't know any better. Because they don't know how to eat properly. You know, if you want to know how to eat properly, you got to go to proper countries that fucking eat. You got to come over here to the States. You got to go to fucking India. You know, got to go to the Middle East. Got to go to fucking Italy. You need to go somewhere where people know how to fucking eat. And they don't know how to eat. Because they live on a fucking rock island. And you're probably wondering what I mean by that. I don't know. I fucking heard it somewhere. It's a rock island. They don't have much. They have hard lives. It's all their sun never comes out. The best thing, the best part of their day is some bland ass fish. Okay? So just so just know that British food is horrible. Poppy in Parliament. I would recommend it to just go have a drink in the atmosphere because it's a fucking cool atmosphere. But it's not. It's not a good place. It's, it's just not good. It's just not good. Uh, I think they have a Jack Brown's um, across the street, and that's actually um, a really, really good place. I, I hadn't been at the one in Huntsville, but I have been at the one in Birmingham, and that is a cool place to go to. Um. So that's all I have. On that motherfucking bullshit. But yeah, Huntsville, it's getting nice. Um, I'm, I, I had applied for a um, transfer at my job, but I'm thinking about reconsidering and just because uh, there is an opportunity coming up at work. So I do want to stay there and maybe see what happens because it is a nice town. Who knows? 20 years from now, it might be a big, huge city. But it's still lacking in a lot of things. I think that even though they do have the new Orion Amphitheater, they have Shag Nasties, which is a music venue. I still think the music venues suck. And there's also, you know, we got the comedy club. I love that we have a comedy club. It's so wonderful. I, I can't complain at all about, uh, you know, even like the purchasing two things minimum at Stand Up Live. I cannot complain about it because I'm just so happy that we have a fucking stand up club. So everything's so much better in Huntsville, but I do think that we're lacking some culture in Huntsville because it's all these government people. I guess I'm one of them, sort of, not really. But, you know, we, we need more music venues. We need more um, divey bars. You know, we need like divey, I don't know, gay bars and lesbian bars. And, you know, you need to be able to go in and fucking go to a glory hole or something. You know, we need more divey shit in Huntsville. <laughs> there needs to be a little more seediness for Victoria Vandenberg. <laughs> okay. So I do want to talk about something this week. I'm not going to name this lady. I'm not going to name this lady. Okay. But there is a horse sanctuary in, uh, Alabama. 
I don't want to say the name because I don't want to get in trouble with this rant. This rant's actually kind of, I feel kind of mean for doing this because I have no facts behind it. I have, and that's going to be the theme of the podcast. I'm going to say things that I have no facts for, and I'm going to have to apologize for it later. So there's a lady who runs a horse sanctuary here in Alabama. And um, I think she's a fake Indian. Okay, I, I don't want to. Um, let me let me look this up. What, what was the lady that was? Um, I'm just going to type in "fake black lady." Fake black lady. What was her name? Rachel Dolezal. Okay, I swear to God, this lady is the Rachel Dolezal of Alabama. Only she's pretending to be an Indian, and I, you know, I look. There's some people when they when you come in contact with them, you just immediately get alarm bells go off, where you're like something ain't right here. So there's a lady that runs a horse sanctuary, and she looks like she's got a spray on tan, and she has all these degrees from different universities all over the country, supposedly. I don't even know if there's any, like apparently she went to Rutgers and then New York and then went up to Alaska for some reason. And she claims to be in the Agala Sioux tribe, but she's never, she's not from that area. She's, you know, like there's just something not right, you know, and she has all these weird theories about horses and how, uh, Europeans didn't bring them over here. It was that they were actually always here and there's native horses and everyone's like, that's not factual. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a scientist. How dare you? I know what I'm talking about. I'm a scientist. I have degrees. Like I, I wish somebody would check this person out. Is she actually native American? Is she a member of that tribe? Um, Cause to me, you know, she also tells all these stories about how she was raised poor. And this lady is far from poor. Okay. I I don't know many people who were raised poor that became rich. So I'm a little skeptical on that too. But um, so she owns a huge horse sanctuary. She's rich as fuck. She looks like she's got a spray on tan. She's got all these weird degrees from all over the place. Uh, she's been all over the place. Um, and she gave herself a name. She actually gave herself a name, like a fake Native American name. And I don't even know, like, she sounds like, okay, if you go on her, like, profile, she talks about how she's been a member of the Galasu tribe for 10 years. Or a decade or something like that. And I'm like, okay, it seems like you recently discovered that you're Native American. <laughs> and now you've given yourself some kind of weird Indian name and you run around, you know, divulging all these weird theories about American horses. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel that's the reason I'm not mentioning her name because um, I don't know if I'm right or not. All I know is my fucking skepticism alarm goes off every time this woman shows up. I mean, she just seems like a fucking phony to me. Um, and I would like someone in the community 
maybe um, Shalonda of the Shoals or some muckraker. Shalonda of the Shoals is a piece of shit. <laughs> but I know that she will fucking um, look up whether this lady is an actual Indian or not. But, uh, you know, there's so many muckrakers in the Shoals. Um, well, anyway. I will move on from that. I've stayed overstayed my welcome on that because I have no facts behind that. But definitely something's not right there. All right. Uh, work bullshit. Have you ever had a job where you go into work and you see other people that don't do shit, but then you're constantly being asked to do uh, more shit because the other people aren't doing shit? And, you know, you tell the boss, like, hey, these other people aren't doing shit. And they'll be like, but I need you to do it. I'm like, well, why don't you ask them to do it? So I'm in this situation where, like, the morning crew gets to just sit around for, like, four or five hours. And then we come in in the afternoon, and we're just running the whole time doing shit. And the boss won't you know, say anything to the people because all the people in the morning shift, and it's like they're constantly catering to the morning shift and then just, you know, because the newer, the the afternoon shift is newer people, they're like, oh, fuck you. You're going to deal with it. Fuck you. And it's like, excuse me, (laughs) I'm an employee here too and I matter just as much as these motherfuckers not doing shit in the morning. But, um, it's, and, and people people think I'm an asshole at work and I'm like, I'm not an asshole. I'm just setting boundaries for what I see as unfair work conditions where other people aren't doing anything. And then I'm, um, being thrown to the wolves at night and having to do like last night I had to, I fucking got overtime because I'm having to do all this extra shit and the people in the mornings will just fucking leave They'll leave fucking all kinds of work for us in the afternoon. And it just, it isn't fair. I know this isn't, I know you're like, I don't want to fucking hear this shit. (laughs) And you're probably right. Maybe I should have defended Rachel Dolezal. Why can't she be black? (laughs) Why can't she be black? She was a member of the NAACP. Um, Apparently she's got an OnlyFans now. Um, why can't she be black? Why can't she identify as black and be black? If she's doing all the right things for the African-American community, what's the problem? <laughs> and maybe, maybe this fake native American lady in, um, Alabama, maybe, maybe as long as she's doing the right thing, she should be allowed to be a fake native American, <laughs> identify as a native American. <laughs> Okay, what else did I write down here? Um, I want to save... I did write down a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, for uh, like horror movie stuff and because we want to do another spooky episode here uh, soon. Uh, This episode I mainly just wanted to cover because I've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, So we're going to do another spooky Halloween episode before the end of the week, hopefully. Uh, this weekend, I'm very busy. I'm going to Memphis, um, and I will do a podcast on Memphis. Um, and let's see. 
I did write down some subjects on here, but I don't really uh, want to get into them. Well, maybe I will because, you know, I've only recorded 36 minutes, so maybe I will. Maybe I will do it. All right. So I wrote down evangelical atheists. There are a lot of evangel- what I would call evangelical atheists in the world. Where, and this is the reason I don't do atheist groups anymore. Because there are people that wake up every day, they read atheist blogs, they get on Facebook, talk to their atheist friends, and they read atheist books. And it's like, dude, come on. Is there, you've got to have hobbies and interests outside the free thought movement. But it kind of became a religion for a lot of people. So you have people that um, literally like will spend all their time and they'll, you know, they'll defend Richard Dawkins. Every, every little thing Richard Dawkins does, they'll defend, you know, because he's their little savior. Um, they'll defend everything Christopher Hitchens did. God rest his soul. But, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. And when I, when I say terms like God bless them and God bless their soul, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I just say that I'm in the South. I hear it so often that I ended up repeating it. So just, so just give me a little slack. Cut me a little slack here. But I just, I don't get it. Why? You know, it kind of becomes cultish when you have, you know, it's like a religion without an actual God, (laughs) you know, where people are, you know, you got to have the right opinion. You know, I remember one time I was in a group and they bitched out this guy because uh, he didn't see anything wrong with like the government supporting um, like soup kitchens, like giving money to soup kitchens that, you know, feed the homeless if they're religious. And, you know, people jumped all over this guy and, you know, he, he fucking just left. I mean, he was like, fuck this place. (laughs) We scared him away. And I'm like, we gotta be a little nicer. (laughs) We gotta be a little nicer. Like this is a fucking cult. If you, if you can't like express an opinion, even if it's wrong, and then people just leap on you like fucking vultures and pick the bones. (laughs) You know, like that, that's kind of cultish. That's kind of group thoughtish. And I, I'm, I'm not as, um, I want people to be able to express their opinions. I want to hear what people think without it becoming nasty. We got to learn how to do that again. We got to learn how to listen to each other without it becoming really nasty. Because some people are just saying stuff. It might not be that well thought out. That might not even be their true beliefs. They might just be saying something stupid in the moment. So give people a longer leash. Don't be an evangelical atheist. So there's a lot of like cultish kind of behavior with atheists nowadays. So, you know, if all you're doing all day is posting memes and, you know, I I just like, come on, get a fucking life, get a fucking hobby. I mean, you're as bad as an incel and I am taking over. For Jordan Peterson. And I am taking over for Andrew Tate. I am leading the incels to victory. I'm leading, look, incels, you're currently not human. You're not, you're subhuman 
species. Okay. You're not worthy of everyday interaction. All right. So no one's going to talk to you. No one's going to love you. You're just, you're just a waste of time. But if you send me your money and you purchase, I'm going to have a merch store. You purchase my products. Uh, you follow me on tour because I go on tour with this podcast. Um, I'm going to lead you to the promised land. Okay. We've covered a lot of lessons. Okay. You need to be interesting. You need to have hobbies. You need to have a job. Most importantly, you need to have a job. You need to have income. You need to have a lot of income. It doesn't even, you, you know, a lot of people like to go and they like to get a job with a title. Well, Titles aren't what they used to be. You know, I'm a school teacher. I'm a nurse. Don't do any of those stupid jobs. You're not going to get paid for them. Okay. You need to go out and get something that pays. Don't worry about the title. Just something that pays. Get you, get you a car. Get you a nice car. Get you, go to the store. Buy a, a fucking Ben Hughes shirt. <laughs> buy you a nice shirt. Um, take a bath. And... After you do all this, I promise you, get download Grinder. I want you to go have sex. Because, look, men, there's lower standards for men. All right? Go have sex with men. And then after you fuck men, you can work your way. You can build the confidence. And you're going to have that human interaction with another person while sucking a cock. And then you're going to work your way to being able to eat pussy. Okay? Eventually, that's going to, you got to suck cock before you can get to pussy. All right. And sales. So you need to follow me, follow the podcast. I know you're thinking, I'm a woman. What do I know? You don't know what it's like to be a young man. Well, I'm fluid. So I do know what it's like to be a young man. So that's what you need to do to get on the right path to be. And look, Katie's here with me. She doesn't even want to have nothing. That, that's how bad off you are. Even Katie Britt won't open her legs for you until you suck that cock. Okay? So just know that. That you got to do that before you can work your way to being a normal human being. Okay? All right? You know that anxiety you get when you meet people? Okay? You've just got to force yourself into situations. So what I'm going to tell you, this is the new rule of the week. Um, Drugs. The new rule of the week is drugs. This is my new advice for in-sales. So you're going to go out, you know, all this social anxiety you have, you can't talk to a woman, you can't talk to other people. You might have to day drink a little bit. You might have to smoke a little pot. You might have to do some kind of drugs that loosen you up and make it so you can talk to people. Okay. So I would advise, you know, you're, you're probably, you're probably not going to be able to get a job. Be honest with you. You're a fucking incel. Maybe if you drink enough to get rid of that social anxiety of going outside and going into the world, maybe you can talk someone into giving you a job, but don't let, you know, you got to limit yourself. You can't get so drunk that you can't, work, you know, or get so high that you can't work. Just listen to me. Drugs. Okay. That's how I'm going to get you through this. You're going to do drugs to deal with the social anxiety. 
you're going to fuck dudes to get the social interaction because trust me, they'll fuck you. Um, and then you're going to work your way to being an actual full human being. We're, we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. It's going to take years, um, but we're going to get you there. All right? No weird shit. No weird shit. Okay? Um, furries are offline. If you're a furry, are there incel furries? I don't know. There probably are. But furrydom, furrydom is off limits. I don't want you thinking about being a furry or interacting with furries because they're socially fucked too. Okay? And maybe I need to do a podcast just to talk to the furries and get them back to where they need to be. All right? Okay, so I think that's all I've got for the week. This is uh, kind of a short podcast, but I just want to say in closing that Doug Stanhope was amazing. You need to go see him live. He was really good. Uh, he hates the UK. for I don't know what happened over in the UK, but uh, somebody touched him inappropriately in the UK, and uh, he didn't like it. Okay, it was an unwanted touch someone kind of like you know like when you don't you know when you're like met fooling around with someone and you're just like hey they probably want a finger in their butt somebody put a finger in his butt and he didn't want it they misread it and he didn't want it and uh so now he's back in the states uh to kind of wipe away the memories of the uk because apparently people are assholes in edinburgh and somebody stuck their fingers in his butt so we, we need to all pray. I want everyone on this listening to this podcast to pray for Doug Stanhope because I know he's a very devout man and I pray for his full recovery from ass rape. <laughs>